Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. Welcome to the Brook Review Podcast. Uh, my name's Craig. I'm here with my co-hosts, Scott and Vince. How are you doing, fellas? Great. Hey, guys. Doing well, Craig. Awesome. Well, the Brewers are sitting at 500, and they're currently in the thick of the 16-team <laughs> playoff race. As there will be eight teams that make the playoffs in the NL for the first time ever. Um, so... The Brewers, uh, like I said, uh, going into the last week of the season, we've got three huge three-game series against the Reds, who we're tied with, also sitting at 500, and then a five-game series in four days, which of course includes one doubleheader this coming Friday against the Cardinals, the hated division by the Cardinals. Eight games. I feel like we've got to at least five and three in these eight games to have a chance to make that one of those final playoff spots. And it should be exciting last week. Uh, unfortunately, they're all on the road, but there are no fans in the stadiums if we were at home anyway. So, Craig, not to correct that, on, but actually, uh, Craig, not to correct that, but I think that uh, one of the games, or maybe even two of the games against the Cardinals are technically uh, home games for the Brewers. Oh, I think you're right. I think it's just one of the games of the doubleheader. So, at least we'll have okay. that. Yeah, there you go. You can have our interns uh, verify that, Scott. But I, I believe it's, it's – I don't know if it's one or two games, but I guess it's maybe one. But we'll have the interns check on that. Yeah, game one on Friday is a home game, and game two is a road game. So, go figure. All, All right. right. We still got one home game left this year. Awesome. In St. Louis. And appreciation night. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Team picture day. <laughs> Bring your tomatoes to throw at the Cardinals fans. Hopefully they show up. <laughs> Better than baseball day at opening day at uh, County Stadium in 95. Um, I was or there. That day, whatever it was. Oh, right? of course you were, Scott. Baseball day. Yeah, I did not throw my ball on the field, but um, I was frustrated like everyone else. We came back and won that game, I think. Uh, against the Rangers, right? Weren't they uh, – didn't the umpires actually issue a warning to – the fans and Phil Gardner had to take the microphone and uh, <laughs> announce that the Brewers would have to forfeit the game if the fans continued to drunkenly throw baseballs on the field. Uh, or am I completely misremembering this? No, that that definitely sounds accurate. I, I mean, you know, you always think about like nickel beer night, disco set, and like the whole Cleveland like craziness or whatever. But like the Brewers have had like our, our share of hijinks, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Maybe well, we could have uh, one of our interns dig up the footage from Phil Gardner. We'll post that on our social media at the Brooker Review One on Twitter. I don't know. It might have gotten buried. It might have got scraped off the internet. Well, <laughs> we'll take a look. Well, although I'd love to join you guys in reminiscing about the glory days of the Brewers back in the 1900s, but uh, instead, <laughs> uh, kind of focus on this wonderful year that 2020 is. Uh, the Brewers, uh, I guess let's just get this out of the way. They were no hit by the Chicago Cubs. Um, but in between that no hitter, we scored 19 or 18 runs in one game and 19 in another game. So it's a good way to bookend a no hitter, if you ask me. So hopefully we'll just forget about all that um, and move on. So somehow the Brewers just coming off a sweep of the Royals uh, as they finish out their last three games at Miller Park during the regular season here. Um, and with a nice sweep, and that was really necessary. Uh, 
So really came through. Our starting pitching really came through for us. Uh, I know Brett Anderson, uh, Corbin, well, not Brett Anderson, um, Corbin Burns and Josh Lindblom both were really nice games to finish off that series. And uh, a newly acquired Brewer off the waiver wire, um, Dan Vogelback had two big home runs yesterday to finish off the sweep. And I think that really put us in a nice position to, I guess you could say, control our own destiny by having a good last week. Um, I, we will have to do it against our NL Central rival opponents, um, the Reds and the Cardinals, but I think this is a good way to prove that we're a better team than them, if indeed that we are. Uh, what, are what are your keys to this last week, guys? Well, uh, Craig, that's a good summary. I think I would just begin by saying that, you know, under the circumstances, this is really exactly where the Brewers would like to be or should like to be, uh, facing two teams that are either tied or ahead of us right now in the standings uh, within, you know, easy easy shooting distance of both of them. Um, and, you know, it's going to come down to these head-to-head matchups, obviously. But um, it's not going to be easy. I, I will say that the Brewers have really managed to pick up a little momentum uh, here just in the past few days. Uh, Four-game winning streak going into this taping after the Royal Series is good, and it, it really conforms to other Septembers under Craig Council's Brewers uh, over the past – few seasons at least where the team really seemed to, to you know, turn things on, especially down the stretch. And um, if that's the case, I, you know, I think that the Brewers could manage to eat their way in there. And given the dominant nature right now of uh, both Woodruff and Burns in the starting rotation, if the Brewers do manage to sneak into the postseason, I know I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, I think the Brewers could be really formidable in a, a three game series in the first round. Yeah, I would definitely um, tend to agree with that. I mean, I, I think that this Brewer team definitely has the makings, the way that they're built anyway. Um, it, it's a really good playoff roster, I think. Uh, maybe they haven't quite lived up to my expectations so far this year, but um, they kind of remind me of actually the Nationals last year where, you know, they have, um, you know, they have all the ingredients. I mean, we have a couple good aces in, uh, in Burns and Woodruff and, Hater obviously is um, an unbelievable weapon. And, you know, if we can get the offense to come around, which it has in the last couple weeks, um, it, it's still not good. I think we're like 23rd or something in the league and in, in offense, but we're still right around like Cubs, Reds, Pirates, Cardinals. Like I, apparently like this NL Central t- like division cannot score runs this year. Like, I don't know. They're just not hitting. Got interesting comparison with the Nationals from 2019. The I we can look up the exact record, but the Nats were sitting at something like 19 and 33 at the end of May last year. Yeah, going into you know June and obviously turned it on down the stretch and uh, managed to win the World Series. So that's a that's a really interesting comparison. Yeah, um, it should be interesting if the Brewers can you know get in get in the dance, so to speak. I think that we have a good shot of knocking off as we're most likely at this point. We're going to probably play one of the division winners or the top three division winners. And I really feel like you guys said, if we are able to pitch some more top pitchers, starting pitchers in those first uh, couple games of the three games here, I think we really have a good shot at uh, becoming, you know, a spoiler, so to speak. And um, I am a little bit concerned about our offense. Um, I think picking up, um, Dan Vogel back um, kind of was that shot in the arm we needed that wasn't doing us apparently so that's nice to see but I think it, if we're really going to do this I think it's, we're going to really rely on our 
veteran and a couple of former NL MVPs and Christian Yelich and Brian Braun, who both seem to be finally coming around and get once they propel themselves over the Mendoza line finally after this very odd and awkward 2020 season, I really feel like, you know, come crunch time, those would be the guys that have to carry us. And uh, I saw some concerns about the top and bottom of our lineup, but, um, you know, we, we definitely have to, that's going to have to be something that comes together. I, I really feel at this point, I really wish friends on the line at least added one bat at the trade deadline or something like that, because I feel like that would really be helpful down, down the stretch like this. But uh, we'll see where, I, I think as long as our guys come around and catching here has obviously been hitting decently too. Um, I think, I think uh, we'll be all right. We'll see. Yeah, the Brewers are, I think, finally starting to recover a little bit from the initial shock of uh, losing Lorenzo Cain's services at the beginning of this season. I think he's such a, a vital cog in our offense and, a, a, and our clubhouse, quite frankly, that losing him really did set us back, and it's taken a lot longer for the offense to come around than uh, many people would have anticipated. If you know Cain had been in the lineup all year, I think you would have seen um, you know, a different result. It's you know a shame when we're – this close in the standings to think about what a difference of a couple games could have meant, but here we are. Uh, so hopefully guys like Vogelbach and, and Jed Jerko and other guys who have really started to hit their strides um, can provide a little bit of uh, that impact here down in the last week. Yeah. I still haven't found, um, I guess that, um, well, I mean, if you want to bring up Paul Molitor, I suppose like we haven't found that igniter at the top of the order. Um, like that still hasn't happened since Kane's left. And I we've tried everybody at this point. Like, I mean, there's so many players that we've used like Sogard and Brock Holt and like Gamble and like all these guys. And it's just, it's none of it's working, but, uh, one even tried Braun once. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, when Yelich was slumping, I was like, I don't know, bat him lead off, make him take some pitch. Like, I don't know, like at this point, anything, but, uh, here's a very kind of interesting fact about your 2020 Brewers. And if, if this doesn't tell you how, like, what I think about our offense, um, if you just look at uh, your war, your wins above replacement, um, our top three um, position players on war are this year Manny Pena, Jacob Nottingham, and now Vogelbach. Uh, he's actually tied with Yelich. So, that's I mean, fascinating. God. that's rough. <laughs> that's real rough. That's a crazy stat. I that's luckily, really luckily it's a made up statistic. It doesn't mean anything. So <laughs> yeah. Oh no, actually, uh, Jed Jerko it, leads the it, team in war now. <laughs> I was going to say Jerko's been able exactly to do why I ignore uh, anything that ends in war. Hey, we can't we can't anyway. discount what Jerko's been able to do for this team, Craig. He's been he's been vital for this offense. Seriously, I I don't know where this no, thing no, would be no, without no, Jed no, Jerko. But I mean, I'm pretty. But sure yeah, war, yeah, war, so. and, uh, and Jacob. I haven't had a huge prize in our success this year, but yeah, um, <laughs> definitely not. Omar Narvaez definitely has not. No, um, has been terrible. No way yeah, that's, that. that's true. You mentioned his name, uh, Scott. I'm gonna. We should just chime in really quick with news. Ben Gamble uh, looks like he's going to be out for the duration of the year, including uh, any postseason that the Brewers have managed uh, to get into, just with a, a torn. ACL, so that is new and new uh, newsworthy since our last taping. So I thought I'd mention it. In fact, that very well could knock him out for a good portion of next season as well, and maybe not though. I'm not sure. He might be able to recover so, that time. So it it does beg the question really quick, guys. So, and I I don't know the answer to this, but so Gamble gets hurt, 
and uh, the Brewers were able to activate Josh Lindblom from the bereavement list to replace him on the roster. But uh, three cases of COVID-19 were discovered at the Brewers alternate training site in Appleton. I guess I'm just wondering, so if there would be another injury, would the Brewers even have access to a, a player pool to utilize to call up and replace someone on, a, on the active roster? Because wouldn't these guys have to go through the 14-day quarantine period, even if they didn't themselves test positive? Or is it just negative tests on two consecutive days? Do you guys know the answer to that, or could we have one of the interns just set up? Maybe we'll have to start picking up guys off the waiver wire who are just sitting around or something, because if you remember, when the Marlins got knocked out for a week or two back at the beginning of this abbreviated 25 season, they actually were struggling to even field guys that were un-COVID healthy, and and they were just signing guys off the waiver wire just to sort of warm up bodies to play games, and at this point, they're on track to make the playoffs uh, almost for sure yeah. at this point, one of the playoff spots. So it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, maybe something like that would have to happen. I, I don't know who's out there on the waiver wire, but I'm sure, you know, I'm sure a season like this, there's probably someone that they could call on. I'm not sure. Yeah, but literally, I don't think anyone at the training camp would be there because the, you know, COVID protocols, as implemented by the league, they said 14 days have to elapse. If you're at all exposed even to COVID, as we saw with uh, some of the guys on the Marlins and the Cardinals, they had to wait that many days. And uh, with only, what, seven days remaining in the season, there's no time for that, obviously. And I, I just don't know how the Brewers would do that if there was an injury this week. It's, it's really interesting to think about teams having to do that in the last week of a um, playoff push, essentially, not, not being able to rely on anybody internally within their own system. That explains why all of a sudden I saw our playoff motto to get in the playoffs. It was Jace Peterson or bust. That makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> he's a, hey, man, he's a warm body. But uh, Peterson has actually been able to draw a walk. I swear, every time I watch that guy, he's either striking out or walking. So uh, he is kind of living up to at least the two true out, uh, outcomes of the normal yeah. desired three TOs. He's not really hitting the home run side of it. But he is, uh, he is walking quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he'll have to play a role definitely in our our, our home our stretch into the possible playoff push here. Yep, well, and, and he's also uh, now given a starting spot on uh, RBI Baseball 20 on Nintendo. Wow. So yikes. somehow he's now a starter. Yep. Huh. Yeah, with – I mean, with losing Kane and now losing Gamble, um, center field gets a little bit – murky i suppose i mean i I don't know i mean i don't i don't like avazel garcia in center i don't even like yelich in center to be honest but um i don't like dan vogel back in center either tyrone taylor i don't know <laughs> well that's but that's why i asked because you know at least in theory we have a center fielder in appleton that is serviceable in the big leagues and that's keon broxton yeah. i mean if, but again, with the COVID uh, situation, look, I don't think the uh, Keon could have a place right now on the big league roster for another, you know, what, 10, uh, 11 days at this point, 12 days. So um, I think that the natural reaction originally would have been Keon gets called up with an injury to an outfielder like Gamble. Um, at least he's played in the big leagues before. At least he's going to be good defensively. Um, he can steal bases. He's not ideal, but he's serviceable. And uh, but again, the, the COVID situation really throws things into a little bit of a flux with that. Yeah, I, I hope. I think we'll probably just have to 
like I said, either hit the wire wire or go with the guys that we have. I, like, I don't think that, I don't know what the MLB protocols are, but lax at this point, but I think going into the playoffs, they're not going to want to risk infecting not only the Brewers, but if the Brewers then don't make the playoffs, shutting down any playoff series would be a huge disaster for MLB. And, and I know that, I guess we haven't mentioned this, but the MLB and the Players Association did agree to play in playoff bubbles. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, I think because of that, I'm, I'm guessing that anyone who was at Appleton and our pool of players is just not going to be an option at this point, and we're just going to have to roll with what we have. Uh, but uh, I don't know what will have to happen if we can see what our outfielders that can play a position, but I, I think that there'll be someone somewhere that we'd be able to pick up as an emergency that isn't hasn't been exposed to COVID. Uh, I guess that's my answer to that, Vince, even though I see what your concern is, and I yeah. just don't, I just don't no. think we're going to go there. Yeah, that makes sense. I uh, just wanted to throw it out there for discussion. So. Yep. Now, I'm sure we have a lot more to talk about since we haven't had a podcast in quite a while. Scott's not a very busy man, and we all have, but uh, it's been a crazy year. But uh, Scott did ask me in our pre-production meeting to come up with a rapid nine question, which we haven't done in quite a while. So for our longtime listeners and viewers, uh, we'll go ahead and do this and get that out of the way. If we have some more time, we'll talk beyond that. But um, I'm going to go ahead and fire off the questions here, nine innings of questions, and let's do – Scott, you answer first, then Vince, and I'll round out the uh, lineup. You guys ready? Did we, right. are we being joined by our anonymous source, Tom Carter, Tom Carter for this uh, segment, Craig? Our anonymous source, Tom um, Carter? He is available, but um, not sure if he'll be joining us or not. Hmm. Okay. Um, he was concerned we may mention his name on here and that he might get fired, so he may not risk it. I'm not sure. Okay, fair enough. You should give him a nickname or He something. said something about... 2020, better be safe than sorry, so he's probably not going to join us. <laughs> but here we go. Okay. First thing, first question. If the, there's a deciding game, let's say, well, in this first playoff series, it would be a, the third game of the uh, game three, I guess, but if good, the, the Brewers had an elimination game, who would you want, if you could pick Mandra or the Brewers, who would you want to give the ball to as a starter for game one of an elimination game. I mean, our game, elimination game of the playoffs. Scott? Hmm. And I could pick, like, even if, like, like, I don't know. Josh like Hader, I, sure. He has to be currently on the Brewers. Try the well, path. What I mean is, I Scott, assume it's Scott, Woodruff. Yeah, Scott, don't worry. Yeah, Scott, don't worry about making your answers rapid for rapid fire. It's, you know, take your time. And yeah. Yeah, we got to don't worry about it. Yeah, because these recordings are permanent, and I don't want to sound like an idiot more than I already do. Um, but, like, okay, so when you say, like, that pivotal, what did you say, game three? I don't know. What... Well, anyway, I only get to ask the questions during the segment, Scott, so you just oh. have to answer. Fine. I would um, – I'd have Corbin Burns starting. All right, Vince. It's uh, a great answer. I would go with Brandon Woodruff, I think only because he's thrown a big game in the playoffs before as a starter. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Woodruff. Oh, yeah, like Supon. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Scott. I'm going to oh, go with Carbon Burns as well. Uh, but you guys have two options that we were thinking of at least, I think. Okay, second and inning. A game with Supon pitching, we were at the ticket office, and Craig flipped over a chair and got yelled at. <laughs> 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 Who yelled at me? I don't remember this. 
I think it was Chad Olson, and then I got yelled Chad. at. I got yelled at because I was like, I was, you know how like the game got so out of hand so quickly that like eventually like you just kind of, you can't help but like just smile a little bit and be like, all right, you know, like acceptance. I hit like that last thing and I kind of like, I don't know, like Supan gave up like a, a bleeder hit that was like bad luck, but it just kind of put the last nail in the coffin. I, I just kind of shook my head and chuckled like, hey, that's the way it goes. And Chad was like, hey, don't laugh at that. We're losing. Chad Collins or Chad Olsen? Olsen. Our boss, yeah. Okay. Well, if I'm going to get yelled at, I'd rather be flipping over some chairs rather than smiling. So, anyway. Yeah, uh, exactly. Second inning, best free and signing from 2019-2020 offseason by Stearns for the Milwaukee Brewers. Who would you say was the best free and signing? Oh, my God. So this is where we almost need like a list. I don't even remember all of those people. Just a quick answer, Scott. Just a quick, I, quick I don't answer. remember anybody that we signed. I, we only signed like a dozen guys, Scott. I mean, most of them still aren't on the team, but yeah, uh, <laughs> should be able to remember a couple. I think Brock Holt is going to sweep this one. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> the Brock star. I, I honestly, I think Brad Anderson. I think he um, he yeah. is for the most part stayed healthy. He's for the most part given like quality starts and pretty much done what the Brewers expect uh, Brewers started to do. Yeah, Vince? I would I would agree with Anderson just for the sake of being different. I'll say David Phelps uh, because he gives the Brewers three lottery tickets down the road. Uh, maybe we can pull <laughs> Freddie Peralta out of the hat just like we did with Adam Lind a few years ago. Um, by the way, uh, very good answer, Vince. I'm gonna go with Jed Jerko. Oh, that's that's perfect. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot yeah. you were yeah, answering it. Um, I wanted to mention All right. uh, who knew eight. that David Phelps is having such a bad time in Philly. Has he, have you guys seen this? Like, I mean, I you, sometimes they get traded, and I just forget all about him. But like, he he has an ERA of like over nine. He's given up like five homers in like nine innings. Uh, he's just getting smashed. And yeah, he really is. Who would have thought that not only are we going to get three lottery tickets, but trading Phelps could actually improve our chances of making the playoffs? Because Philly is right there, right? That's right. He's uh, uh you're, he's probably a secret agent for the Brewers. He's getting smashed like Craig at a Bon Jovi concert. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So. A kid rock concert. Analysis of each of these uh, answers. I know Vince's answer is so awesome that they need further analysis. But um, after the Rav is over with, um, just so that we get it in, because uh, well, I guess this could be like a second end of a doubleheader or just do seven innings. But all right, here we go. Third inning. Which division winner you can do NL or AL? Will you predict will lose in the first round of the point of the playoffs this year? Only three game series. Which division winner? And again, we don't even know the division winner. Some of them are obvious, but you can just pick one. Which division winner would you predict loses in the first round? Guarantee it'll happen. Ooh, ooh, good one, Scott. Um, The Cubs. Plenty of time to ask the interns. I'll say the Cubs. I, I mean, the Cubs' offense is just as bad as the Brewers this year. And if if they can't score come playoff time, I mean, that what offense in the NL Central is more disappointing? I mean, every single one of them is just awful. But yeah, I'll say Cubs. All right, Vincent. 
Uh, Scott stole my answer. I was also going to say the Cubs. So, yeah, Cubs. You can say that. Okay. I just did. Cubs. Yep. I'm going to go with the Dodgers. Just because they've been such a juggernaut, I feel that they're just going to stumble and it's going to be egg on their face again. But anyway, I was Dodgers. I'm All afraid right. it's going to be the A's because I like the A's are kind of sort of my second team. Like the AL team that you root for once the Brewers are eliminated, like that kind of thing. And I don't know, root for the underdog. I hope it's not the A's, but they'd be a good honorable mention. All right, fourth inning. Marlins are on track to make the postseason for the third time in their history. Both the first two times they went all the way to win the World Series. Will they win if the if they hang on and make a playoffs? Will they go all the way once again, Scott? Uh, no, they won't. But they are one of a handful of teams that I will root for once the Brewers are eliminated. I just root for all the underdogs. I don't know. Plus, wouldn't it be great in this year? They get three World Series championships. We're still looking for our first. Gross. I don't know. <laughs> I'll say. I'll say no, but boy, the year 2020 would be symbolized by nothing less than the Miami Marlins winning the world championship in the abbreviated 60-game season. Yeah, and the same with way. a crew of people with a crew of guys that either had COVID or were signed because other guys had COVID. I mean, it, nothing could nothing could symbolize 2020 better than that. That's why I think their amazing season will continue when they win the first championship. Annoyed Brewer fans. Anyway, uh, at least it won't be the Cardinals. All right. all right, so moving on to fifth inning. Assuming the Brewers lose the playoffs, which I know we're all kind of there at this point. Hey, hey, Greg, will be pitching. Right. Greg, could you repeat that? It was kind of muffled there for a minute. Oh, sure. Assuming that the Brewers make the playoffs and that Burns and Woodruff will pitch two of the first three games. Who is your pick to pitch the third playoff game and possibly deciding one? Ooh, ooh. Um, wow. I'm going to say Brett Anderson. I know. Yep. I, I mean, Hauser's been a, a little too hit or miss. Um, so I'm a little afraid – to have them, but I, let's face it. I mean, if it is like an elimination game like that, like who knows? We could do a bullpen game, but yeah, you know, I'll say Brett Anderson. Me too. Uh, it's got to be Anderson. Hauser hasn't won in his last six starts. Uh, Lindblom has been just recently back from the bullpen. I don't know if you can rely on him. So yeah, it's got to be Anderson. I'll go with that. We'll do a surprise bullpen game, and that Freddie Peralta will start it off, <laughs> followed by Zach <laughs> Anyway, all right, moving on to the. Six inning is it? Yeah. Um, who's more likely to be a brewer in 2021, Orlando Arcia or Ryan Braun? Or no, you can say Ar- uh, Orlando Arcia, Ryan Braun, or both. Um, I'll say Arcia is most likely to be a brewer. I know it sounds weird because, like, it seems like for the last year he was always like, kind of on the trading block, but. I kind of feel like at this point, um, our offense is disappointed so much. We have a lot more holes to fill uh, that I, I don't think shortstop is the priority anymore. And I think that RC has rebounded a little bit. Okay. I will say both. Um, I think that RC has definitely upped his value this year. I think that he's generally viewed more favorably by the organization after 
uh, his performance in 2020. Um, I think that Braun, if you asked him today, is leaning towards retirement. But I do think that there's something about Ryan Braun that's going to want to come back uh, and play his final season in front of fans. Um, it sure sounded on the broadcast yesterday that he was leaning towards retirement. That's what gives me a little pause here. But um, I also think that you just don't want to go out if you're Ryan Braun in a weird year like this. If the Brewers do end up somehow miraculously winning it all this year, maybe then he does retire. It goes out like that. But I, I just don't think that he is going to want to retire after the weirdness of this year. And if the, if the DH is, you know, instituted in the national league uh, full-time going into 2021, I think that you could see Braun actually picked up with his team option picked up by the Brewers uh, even conceivably as well. Yeah, I'll take just Braun. Uh, I think RCL will get a contract from someone else. It'll be what we're going to offer him. Um, so I'll just say with Braun, he will come back for a final year, and then he will retire. Okay, um, moving on to the seventh inning. Of these three, of these two rules, um, which one would uh, you most likely want to keep going forward beyond 2020? And that's the extra inning rule with a player starting on second base uh, for each extra inning. Or – the seven-inning doubleheader rule or neither? Um, your neither. Absolutely neither. I have no Same. interest in anything to save a little bit of time at while, like, taking away from the game itself. So, Yeah, I'm with you, Scotty. Uh, seems typical here on this uh, nine questions, but – uh, yeah, I would say definitely neither. Uh, I don't like a runner being just awarded second base without earning his way on. I think that that's very, uh, I don't know, undemocratic <laughs> in some ways. Um, and I, I really don't know why Major League Baseball continues to try to find ways to limit the amount of time that people can spend watching baseball. It just makes no sense to me. Um, I've said it before, but I go to baseball games because I want to go uh, and I want to be there for however long. And Again, if you don't want to be there for the amount of time that it takes for a game to conclude, you can leave early like no one's keeping you in. So I just don't understand why there's this need to shorten something that people go choose to do in their free time. Um, I'd like baseball games to go on as long as humanly possible. So Why don't we just have right. the catcher and the pitcher each have like, I don't know, like their Apple Watch or, or whatever it is, and they could just send signs that way through it and then they'll just instantly pitch like the catcher will just put it through the pitcher will nod he'll throw the pitch like no more taking like 30 seconds in in between every pitch or walking around the mound like that saves all the time you need right there i'm totally fine with that i'm gonna agree with you guys and say neither i don't like either of them even though i will say that the extreme role has been a little more interesting and considerable than i thought it would be but i still don't like it um all right eighth inning all right, if you were commissioner beyond 2021, starting next year, um, and you could set your ideal scenario for the playoffs, how many teams would you have making the play in the playoffs each year going forward? Last year it was 10 total, five per league, and this year it was 16. Um, I think I would do 12 or 14. I'll say 14 just to kind of keep the small markets in it or the like keep more teams in it, I guess. Um, it's probably better for the sport, but I just think 16 is too many. I don't like these teams under 500 sneaking in, although I, the Brewers might be one of them. So, 
<laughs> I'll, uh, yeah, I'll go the complete opposite direction. I'd say four, maybe. Uh, yeah, I just go back to two divisions in each league and uh, have the winners of those divisions play each other. I think that it's ridiculous the teams that uh, don't even win their division can somehow win a world championship. I know it's happened several times now, but I mean, how can you be the champions of the world if you can't be the champions of the NL East? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree. I, I'd prefer to. I'd prefer to limit. You know, teams. I, I don't think the teams should be uh, awarded a playoff spot just because, uh, like they are in the NBA. I, I just, I, I, I think it takes away the value sometimes of you know winning your division. And uh, you know, I I know that it's old fashioned and uh, maybe a bit too old fashioned. But I've even been opposed to the wild card. You know, I know it's been exciting for Brewers fans, and um, so I will definitely admit that it's created some exciting moments, but. At the same time, I just get back to the purity idea of, you know, a winner being a team that has actually won something like their division. Uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd actually limit the amount of teams. I go down to four teams total. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I'd go back to actually how it was. I like the one game wild card and how it was basically for the last few years um, and not this year. And uh, So, anyway, okay, going on to the ninth inning here, which – Great man is likely to land a job in MLB base is more likely to land a job in MLB baseball in 2021. Scott Bartel, Tim Dillard, or both? I'll say Tim Dillard. Um, there's not an MLB team. I mean, there, I guess a minor league team, but it's pretty far away from me um, in Vegas. And I'm not sure. I guess I should probably ask the Brewers. Um, if they have a management position available for me, I'm sure they would love for me to take my talents to Milwaukee. Well, Scott, you don't have to live in Vegas. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I'm not sure if the Brewers are uh, going to meet my salary demands. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess I have to ask a clarifying question. Scott, have you applied for any jobs in Major League Baseball? Uh, no. Okay, so you're just kind of waiting for them to seek you out, which makes some sense given your career in softball leagues in the Milwaukee area, but um, or in Grafton. But they, I, they know I'm available. Yeah. Okay, I, <laughs> then I'll I'll say both. <laughs> I'll, no, I'll go with Dillard. I'll go with Dillard because Scott turns them down. <laughs> I will say both as well. Scott may be getting an entry, some type of a job at the. Uh, broadcast area of the Milwaukee Brewers and maybe Tim Dillard as well. And then maybe after, after the next season, they can both get promoted up to the booth uh, to replace Bobby versus Scott and Tim Dillard in the booth. That'd be great. All right. How about this? So, uh, we don't, um, we don't get rid of, of anybody in currently in the radio booth, but me and Tim Dillard start like our own, like kind of alternate um, broadcast. Right. So me and Dillard are calling games. Why don't awesome. you guys start with a – you guys should start with a food truck, Scott, and go from there. Yeah, work for uh, Jeffers. Ballpark. Yeah. Ball, <laughs> do, do like a ball – do you like – now, forget all this, like, you know, yuppie stuff. Just do like our hipster stuff. Do like a ballpark food food cart and well, go I around mean, to various Major League Baseball stadiums. That'd uh, be amazing. Or like – yeah, just do like ballpark food but not for the stadium prices. And make it good. And you have to drive around to all the different minor league baseball parks to sell that food yeah. that, you're, that you sign off on, Scott. And Tim Dillard can sell beer out of the truck, too. Yeah, so you could just go to, like, yeah, start a partnership with Broken Bat. 
brewing company in Milwaukee uh, where we had our reunion last uh, December yep. and make yep. sure and make quality food, sell it for yeah. less uh, than the stadium charges and then make a goal each year of going to every affiliated team, uh, including the major league stadium. So you get 30 major league teams plus all their affiliates right. just driving around the country, selling food, drinking beer and watching baseball. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Um, plus, I know that if we do this, Chad said that he like he's a huge fan of those uh, <laughs> those warm nuts. He is always offering a sack uh, <laughs> to like a lot of different people in the office. I know he was a huge fan yeah. of that. Yeah, he, he was. He By was the way, we have, how you had to, to we have two up. minutes. Is he on right now? Okay, no, is he on the set? No, not at present. No. Speaking of Chad, I was going to quick mention that he, I, I guess I was complaining about the ridiculousness of Rob Manfred's uh, proposal this year, and I kind of snapped, and I guess it turned Chad off in some ways. I'm not sure why, but anyway, I really, just to throw it out there, I'm really, really against it. I'm sure you heard the news last week that the um, Manfred's thinking about trying to implement this 16-game playoff team permanently going forward and it's appalling to me and that's why I snapped at the beginning of the season and I just want to get you guys quick thoughts on that as well and I know it's kind of part of the rap nine but to expound that a little bit um we only have a minute to go I'll yeah I'll say mildly (laughs) definitely opposed if you couldn't tell by my response in rapid nine yeah so I hope that doesn't happen but I'm glad to impose this year because the Brewers Sure as heck need it. So. Yeah, we could use it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. For twenty twenty any anything goes. That we can expand to it to twenty five teams this year. I'd be fine with that. Might <laughs> <Fine> as well. <laughs> like, Clinched. Well, thanks again for the, yeah. Thanks again for the listen, Brewers fans. Remember to give us a follow Brew Crew Revo- Re- Brew Crew Review One at Twitter. Uh Brew Crew Review Podcast with an S at gmail.com for any questions. Uh and thanks again for listening this week and we'll be back at you after every game in the remainder of the 2020 season. Yeah, and we've had a lot of people asking about how to donate to us through Patreon and stuff like that. Um, we don't really have a great way of doing it, so just message us on, on Twitter if you want to give us your money. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what a money, pitch. please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stay classy, West Go Brewers. Stay classy, Brewers. Go Brewers. Go Brewers. Go Brewers. Go Brewers. Go Brewers. Go Brewers.